daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. <laughs> Way to start it off. Ulysses was at the game yesterday, so he's running on fumes, I think, literally yeah. and figuratively. We are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. And remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. This episode is also brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this weekend to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. That is Spotify Greenroom. Well, Ulysses, it was a fun night last night as your Tampa Bay Rays defeat the Boston Red Sox handsomely in game one of the ALDS by a score of five to zero. I don't think I've ever sighed for something that was so thrilling. You know, Mm -hmm. I I just, that atmosphere was really, really cool. Uh, I mean, the the people that were there that showed up, we were yelling, we were amping up Randy and left and left field. I don't know what was more impressive about yesterday's win, but I'll tell you this. And as you can see, my, my voice is completely shot, but I'll tell you this. I don't think I've ever attended a playoff game, which I think I've attended about maybe 10 now, mm-hmm. where I felt not that confident, if not comfortable. The Rays are just a better team, Kevin. Yeah. I, I, it, I mean, and maybe it was just an off day for, for the Red Sox, but the Rays just looked like head, shoulders, and even, and even torso above the Boston Red Sox. No, I agree with that. And I think that the regular season kind of exploited that and realized that. And you see Alex Cora trying to get cute with taking Eduardo Rodriguez out early. You look at their lineup that is missing J.D. Martinez, at least for game one. If he's available for the rest of the series, okay, we'll see how effective he'll be. That'll be a question mark with the ankle. Jose Iglesias, who was kind of a guy who helped lift the Red Sox in September. This guy batted 356 in the month of September, not to mention some of the defensive prowess that he provides and something that the Red Sox, quite frankly, probably need a little bit. He is ineligible for the playoffs. And you look at, they're just, they're not a great team. They're above average. They're okay. They're solid, but they're not special by any means. Yeah, they look good. In the wild card game against the Yankees at home, they got off to a roaring start and then went from there. But this should be th- this was a tone setter for the race. I, I think we all are in agreement, and maybe the the rational Red Sox fans would also agree with this that this is an overachieving team. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox part, uh, nobody had them except for maybe Fangraphs, but nobody had yeah. them. Uh, you know, winning their division or getting second or or even sometimes even third. I mean. We thought they were just going to be awful, 82, 84. We, we even, I think we had a prop bet of, you know, w- will they get to be fi- a 500 mm-hmm. team? Right. So they've definitely exceeded expectations. But 
when you when you go head to head and, and you go position by position, I just don't see how they can take this series again very early. It's 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 cliche to get hyped up on one postseason game, so I'm I'm trying to temper my yes. my feelings about it. But everything about this game was how the Rays manufacture and plan out their victories. Five and dive from Shane. Mm-hmm. He did his job. You would do the bullpen magic. You get clutch hits. You get people on base with a bomb. Sometimes you 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 steal a bag or two, and then you win the game. Yes, that everything and, and solid defense. I, you know, the defense was maybe a little bit shoddy. I, I mean, if I if I have to nitpick people, yeah, let, you're really nitpicking nitpick. there, Ulysses. But again, but no, but but again, that's. I'm yeah. trying to nitpick because everything else that I saw was just completely positive. Yeah, and quite frankly, maybe some of that with the defensive angle could be the fact that the Rays haven't played in, what, four days, five right. days, right. whatever it may be. But there were some guys that certainly impressed defensively. Yandy Diaz continues to be, I think, an underrated defender with his soft hands uh, quick reflexes. Of course, he's not a guy that is going to have a ton of range, but if there is a ball hit in his yes. radius as far as he can extend to his right, to his left with his arms right in front of them, right in front of him, he will make that play and he'll make a good throw to first. Like there were probably three, four plays. So, some balls hit 100, 708 miles per hour. And he was like, nope, not a problem. I got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for such a big guy, you, you wouldn't expect the hands to be so smooth, but he does. Not a lot of range. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this throughout the whole season and, and maybe even years now with this podcast, but he does have smooth hands. And the fact is when he throws the first, Kevin, this is the thing that I love. It looks like he's, he, he's going to lob it, mm-hmm. but it gets there. He's so right. strong. He doesn't even have to like, you know, put all his body, you know, behind the throw. He just like lobs it in there and yes. it gets there usually chest high. Uh, so that, that was really good to see. So yeah. Yandi, good defense. Um, and I, I kind of want to talk about Shane McClanahan. A little yeah, bit we, we will get to Shane McClanahan. In fact, and of course, we will get to the man of the hour. That is Randy Rosarina. But of I think it is appropriate to start with Shane McClanahan, too, as well. I, I will mention, you know, also, I don't want to get into a whole defensive thing. But and this is something uh-huh. the Reds have been doing all season long. But you are... A lot of guys are having to play out of position or out of the norm with the shifts, and that can make things difficult at times. So I'll just leave it at that. But Shane McClanahan, you talk about, man, there's really not much more he could have done. He did his job, like you said, and really probably more so. Like even if he had allowed a couple couple runs, that would have still been okay. But five strong shutout innings, scattering just five singles – no walks in 82 pitches. Uh, he was really, really impressive. He certainly didn't look like a rookie. Uh, he is a guy that over the course of this year, we've seen him grow up very, very quickly. And let's remember, he wasn't on the opening day roster. Yes. And now he's taking the ball in game one. Yes. And, and you know, I, I love that G word that you throw in there growth. Mm -hmm. You look at the Shane McClanahan of October 7th and he gets into a mess in the fourth. Yes. 
and he gets into a mess. I believe it was the third, maybe it was a back-to-back innings. I forget. It was the fourth, definitely, where he had like 20. The fourth, he had 29 pitches, second time through the order facing Verdugo, Renfro. I mean, really the the heart of the order for the Red Sox. You had a lot of those guys that were spoiling off pitches and yeah. he still battled. Exactly. So so I, and I know that the, the, there was another inning where he got into maybe a little bit less of, mm-hmm. of, a, of an issue, but he got away from it. He he knows how to make pitches now, and this can only improve. But the 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 incremental improvement uh, 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 of his growth throughout the season is just ex- exponential. Yeah, uh, you you really have to uh, uh, see what he can provide as a guy that knows. Take your time. Calm yes. down. He even said it and in pregame. He was smiling. He was kind of thrilled, and he had to like temper that down as well, just like me doing mm-hmm. this podcast. Just right. trying to temper myself down. Yes. Don't smile so much, but it, it, it worked. And, yeah. and to be able to to have that wherewithal with, with the big cameras pointing at you, with the brighter lights, with the trop going as crazy as he has ever experienced it as a player because we know that he was a fan in 2019 Mm -hmm. and actually went to a game so that all just when you read his line the the best thing about the line is the no walks yes all of that completed and then to have the wherewithal and he had three ball three ball three three balls one strike counts a a, a couple of times yeah and by a couple i mean a, a handful and he did not give in he made pitches when he had to and that's great because you don't want to give the Red Sox lineup, which yeah. is their strength, free base runners. And and I think some of it with Shane was the fact of, okay, I don't need to mow down eight, nine, ten guys. Three strikeouts, I believe, yeah. is all he got. He struck out the side in the first inning, and that was it. It was, I think, a lot of it uh, establish and keep going back to that fastball. The fastball was on for yeah. Shane yesterday, working at 97 to 100 with that tailing action arm side run that the Red Sox hitters just couldn't really time up or make solid contact with. And if they did make contact, it was really all intents and purposes, a ground ball, double play ball. Okay. Yeah. There were some, some balls that were hit sharply, but right to the defenders, like he did what he had to do. And man, we, we see Shane McClanahan and again, just kind of emphasizing how much he's had to grow up this year with the Tyler Glass now injury. Okay. Uh, that, that means more pressure on you, bud. The trade of Rich Hill. Yeah. The ineffectiveness of Ryan Yarbrough and Michael Walker at times, and quite frankly, most of the season. The injury to Chris Archer. Who could have expected that? Josh Fleming, the rookie yeah. of 2020 who went 5-0 and with a sub-3 ERA, did not yes. you know, perform like that. I mean, the again, the growth that we have seen from Shane McClanahan from day one until game one uh, of yesterday, it's exponential. Yeah. And, and you can really appreciate what he has done, the, the work that he has done, because that doesn't just come easy. That doesn't just come with time. Like, you have yeah. to work at that. So he has worked at his craft. And the other thing too, and we'll move along here. Um, we know that he's gotten hurt by his slider at times, particularly against the Red Sox. But this time it was, again, it was more about playing off the fastball. The fastball was the majority of what he threw by, I think, you know, about 55 of his pitches or so were fastballs, but keeping the slider out of the middle of the plate and taking some MPHs off of that, maybe to get a little bit better feel for that, I think was important too. One other thing to note is I don't think Shane threw 
any change up. So maybe that's something that he's sort of keeping in his back pocket for the next start. If he gets that opportunity against the Red Sox, uh, Ulysses, I don't think that Shane needs one or Randy Arena needs one, but a built bar built bar could only help. We see the team eating popcorn in the dugout, maybe working a built bar. That might be something to do. My goodness. If there were built bars in that dugout, I, I, I don't know how many more, home runs off the C ring we would see. Yeah. Um, you guys know what I'm, I'm going to say right now. Healthy, delicious. They've got so many flavors. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, cookies and cream. I mean, it's as deep as a lineup as the Rays lineup right now. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if you don't know which player is your favorite, if you don't know which built Bar is your favorite, guess what? You can get a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Let's look at the macros right here. 17 to 18 grams in protein. Calories are ranging from 130 to 180 only four to four to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs, amazing flavors. They're all tasty and all healthy. But of course, you guys know that you got to use that promo code, right? That bill uh, that locked 15 at built.com. So you go to built.com and you put L O C K E D one five. You enter that bad boy in and you're going to get 15% off on your order to get some built bars, which are delicious, which are so healthy and they have amazing flavors. Go get them today at built.com. Ulysses, of course, the Rays don't win without scoring. And it's good to have a guy like Randy Arazarina in the fold, who I think he likes October a little bit. Is that fair to say? Oh, I I didn't know that he could have built off what he did in last year's postseason, but he's off to a freaking roaring start right now. I'm not saying he's going to replicate those final numbers of 2020, but... Uh, Mr. October might have to be somebody else might have to lose that nickname and that might have to be given to Randy Rosarino. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do the, the yes. One more time. One more time. Randy. Bro. I totally did that last uh, game and, I, and I'm pretty sure he, he, uh, he, he, uh, did some, I like, I got you. He gave me some. That's eyes. awesome. Give me a little. Did bit the crowd the like it? That's oh, the important. crowd liked it. The crowd liked it. Some of them were, were like, "What is he doing?" And they were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that was amazing!" I was like, "Yeah, I know. I kept you in suspense, people." Look, Randy Rosarena. You you talk about a guy that can you know change the outcome, change the 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 feeling of a mm-hmm. game. That's Randy Rosarena, and he showed that throughout the season. He showed that, of course, in October 2020, but. To come out in game one with all of the expectations, I think I think most race fans know that what happened in October was historic. When something is historic, it's historic for a reason. It's because it doesn't happen every day. It doesn't happen every year or whatever the time lapse mm-hmm. is, correct? So I think most race fans feel that was nice. We'll watch the clips. Hope he does well. And then right. he does this. He becomes the first player to steal home and get a home run in the same game. He becomes the first guys to steal home in the postseason, uh, a straight steal at least without any throws to second or third uh, since Jackie Robinson did it in the 50s. Crazy. I mean, I, I mean, this is a guy who can just change the game. He loves the bright lights. He appreciates the fans in left field chanting his name every half inning he had like extra baseballs to Mm -hmm. give to kids and all that it was awesome uh you know this is this is the guy that is the x factor you talk about oh who's the x factor 
Randy Rosarena right now is the X factor. And, and, and the good thing is that a lot of you who are listening, excuse me, a lot of you who are listening are saying, nah, okay, he had a good game, but he's not the X factor. It's Wander. And I know that some of them would say, well, actually, no, it's Brandon Lau. Are you kidding me? Did you see the bombs that he hit? And some of you are like, no, it's Mike Zunino. He's hitting eighth and he has 32 bombs. That's the point. Yes. This lineup is so damn thick. Yes. It's amazing. But no. what he did great yesterday was fantastic. It, it really is. And it's just – and Randy had a very respectable, very good season this year. He very well could be 2020 guy. Yes. But I think it steps up a level. There's something to be said. Some guys just like it more when the, the stands are filled. Yes. And the lights are brightest. And I think Randy is one of those guys. And – I think there's a lot of guys on this Rays roster that appreciate and like that. I think Wander Franco is one of those guys. If if we're learning anything here, maybe experience could be overrated. Between what Wander's doing, what Randy's doing, of course, I know Randy, what he did in the postseason last year. Yeah, still a rookie. Shane McClanahan doing what... Uh, you know, JP and JT and fill in the blank with all these names and so forth. It, it's pretty special what is happening right now. But Randy is just like you alluded to Ulysses. It's okay. We can't let Wander beat us. We can't let Brandon Lau beat us. We can't let Nelson Cruz beat us. But at the top of the the order, the tone setter, Randy Rosarena, this is a guy that you have to circle and highlight 10 times in the playoffs. Yeah. And Man, it's it's really special to see, and I I guess it's fair to say was the steal of home the most important play or the most impressive play of the game. I, I don't know if you ever got into boxing. I was really into boxing when I was a kid, and there's just the punch before the the knockout punch. Mm-hmm. You you when you hit him right in the jaw, and yes. you see that head tilt back, and they're just like out of it, but they still have. The hands up just because it's normal for them. It's just, you know, default. Yes. But you you know the lights are not there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the steal of home. That was it. That, that was just like such a confident drainer to all Boston. Uh, you know, the, that dugout just was like, wow, they really just stole home. Yeah. That, so th- that was just such a great cherry on top. This game is over. We've taken it. Let's move on to game two. But the, the bullpen did its job. And again, right. you know, you talk about soul crushing that basis loaded situation with JP fire eyes and got to give props to JP there. Got to give props to JP because yeah, you can steal home. You got to home runs, but you also got to keep that other lineup in check. And the bullpen did its job, especially JP saving Kitty, saving McHugh, saving crazy eyes, Fairbanks Mm -hmm. uh, from, from getting into game one. And now they're a little bit, uh, more available for maybe Drew Rasmussen's start right. if if he doesn't go that that long. So no, fantastic what we saw from the bullpen. I'm I'm as you can Look, tell, man. I'm I'm excited about this team right now. I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but this team just based on the way they showed and played, and we talk about playoff moments. This has the making of being a team that can make it to the World Series, absolutely 100%, I think. And you, you, when, when you compare to other teams in the past that the race have had that go to the postseason, you can always kind of like highlight a name like, oh, man, if we just had another guy here. Yeah. If we had another guy here. Man, 
I don't think you can do that for the first time in 2021 where you're like, oh, you don't want Mike Zunino with a yeah. 32 home runs, really? You don't want that? You don't want Austin Meadows? You don't – like, it's just deep, man. Right. And, and so it's really exciting. And and the fact of, of, uh, of how they won, that mm-hmm. that's just very impressive. It was an impressive victory to set the tone in the national stage. I loved it, man. couple questions. Who has better postseason – offensive numbers at the end of this year, Randy Arozarena or the Rays field. So it's either Randy has the best postseason of all Rays players, or there's some particular Rays player that will have a better postseason. You know, I, by numbers sake, you got to go with the field. Okay. Um, Wonder Franco, we haven't talked about him, I but know. he became the first rookie to get two extra base hits in his first playoff game. He's done a lot of firsts this year. That's for <laughs> so, sure. So, it, 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 again, the, I, we're, we're, we're hammering the point down here, but the lineup is deep. The deepest it has ever been. is You can't just circle one name. So, yeah, I, I'd have to take the field there because there are so many guys that are so talented and have the wherewithal to, to put up huge numbers. And, again, I know I'm looking – Far into the future, but will Randy finish with more postseason homers than, say, Nelson Cruz? Nelson Cruz has 18 career playoff homers. Randy has 11, which, by the way, that is something we didn't even just a moonshot. That was a (laughs) tone setter and something where, Pavetta, hope you learned your lesson. Or maybe hope you didn't learn your lesson. Don't throw uh, Randy, you know five fastballs in a sequence of six pitches. He's going to time one up eventually at 94, 95 miles per hour, right in his wheelhouse. That's going to happen. The funny thing was Verdugo trying to like, look up like no and argue like, dude, you've been here before, like many times. Like you don't, you still don't know the rules. Like you get paid to know the rules. There are bozos in here that know the rules. And by bozos, I mean myself. Okay. I know that thing. So you should know it too. Okay. So, you know, I don't, maybe he should, put some green skittles or something somewhere i don't know uh well you didn't answer my question about uh postseason playoff homers i did not uh maybe i avoided it uh 11 and 18 you got to give it to the young the the young buck there okay i I feel like randy the window of opportunity for the race to go continue to go to the postseason and randy to be there with the race to do that i'll take randy what about jeter with 20 that's tough okay all right, I'll I'll leave it at that. I was gonna go all the way to Williams and oh, Manny, and I, hey, he's he's already on. Game I guess one. that assumes that Randy will continue to be on playoff teams that advance very far into the playoffs. That is something that may or may not be uh, in his control. Uh, Ulysses mentioned Green Skittles. Uh, what we're talking about is Bet Online. Bet Online. It's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contest, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online. It is where the game starts. 
Speaking of games, uh, Ulysses, game two of the ALDS is tonight at 7 p.m., and we will be there as well. Uh, I think a lot of Randy Chance from Ulysses will be coming through, and yeah. Randy! There we go. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That never gets old. Uh, we might have to come up with one for Shane Boz as well. Shane Boz will be going up against Chris Sale, and we talk about youth versus experience, experience versus youth. This is kind of one of the storylines here. You have Shane Boz making what? The fourth start of his MLB career, and his fourth one will be in the postseason. So he is making, uh, of course, his postseason debut, while Chris Sale, on the other hand, the Lakeland native, of course, a seven-time All-Star in World Series champion so really a test of young talent versus experienced talent if if you didn't follow this team as closely as we do and as closely as locked on race listeners do you you would have to think that the race are just trolling everybody they're like you know what we're gonna do today yes. we're gonna do this you know it feels like that when you say stats like that it's fourth start ever postseason here you go kiddo yeah Shane mcclanahan oh you've never pitched in the major leagues here you go take on the Yankees in the ninth inning of ALDS game, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it, it's, it's impressive, but you know, I read this piece by Dan Samborski yesterday on fan graphs and he, you know, of course, you know, the guys that know how, how to run statistical analysis, are, right. they have their own way of explaining things, but he kind of made like a formula of the, do rookies actually, does that even matter? Yeah. And I don't care about the formula to even put the time in to understand the formula. But what the smart guy says was it really it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is stuff. What matters is command. What matters is the 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 pitchability. And 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 the fact of the matter is like you just gotta perform well. And that doesn't matter if you're a rookie or not. You can take that out out, out, out the window. And we've seen them time and time again. We've seen them with Wade Davis. Yeah. We've seen them with Hellickson. We've, we've seen them with Matt Moore, of course. I think that's that's probably the biggest one for, for race fans when, when he did that in, in, in Texas in 2011. But, yeah, I'm expecting – and after what yeah. Shane did yesterday, of course, he now joins that group. I, I'm expecting basically the same. Five innings mm. of really good work. Two runs at the most. Uh, I know that he maybe did not look the best at Yankee Stadium, but again, that that's why I, I think that was really smart of yes. of Ray's um, uh, front office and, and or the coaching staff to say, you know what, we'll give Shane the ball game two at home when those cowbells, when those chants are going to be for him instead of against him. I think that was that was a very smart idea. Uh, yeah. And I think we're just learning that at least within the Rays organization, that guys are growing up more quickly than ever before with the advent of technology and some of the new age development practices, maybe the pandemic helped guys grow a little bit as Shane Boz goes from double A to triple A to the majors pitches in the futures game, the Olympics, like all of those experiences matter. And and to see what he's been able to do has been quite, quite impressive. And his stuff plays it's his stuff absolutely plays. And I think there's something to be said for the fact that the Red Sox have yet to see him 
so yeah. far this year. And again, I don't know if JD Martinez will be in the lineup that might make a little bit of a difference. It might not, but it's, it's a righty heavy lineup. So I would fully expect that Shane Boz, I don't know if he's going to do uh, or be quite as effective or as efficient as Shane McClanahan, but I would not be surprised if it's in the line of four and two thirds, five innings and, uh, you know, be, uh, a quality start, if not better for all intents and purposes. If, if I'm a Boston fan and, J.D. Martinez is not in the lineup today mm. and he's burning just a spot and he's just not going to play for the first two games. Yeah. I would be very upset. So yes. I would expect to see J.D. Martinez in the lineup today unless he just can't. And then if he can't, bad move on Boston for putting him on the roster. Uh, yesterday post game, Cora said that, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, you know, did the manager thing like, well, you know, uh, I think so, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see kind of, all right. Right. Uh, I would expect him to be there. And I think that's why he was wavering in, in the answer because, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, show his full cards, but I, I would expect to see JD Martinez there. I would expect to see the best lineup that they can, that, that they can write in. Mm-hmm. And so Shane Boss is going to have a tough task. Yeah. He's going to have a tough task, but the pitchability, the stuff, the command has always been there in all of the grand three stars. Yes. So hopefully that keeps on going. And on the flip side, Chris Sale, we do know he does have quite the track record, but he has shown at times and even lately that he is mortal, that yeah. he can get gotten to at times. And the Rays have shown that ability. And what was the the storyline earlier in the season where the Rays had had so many struggles versus lefties? Wasn't that kind of a theme yes. of the season? Well, if you look at their lineup, at least the lineup that they threw up against left-handed or against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, against left-handed pitchers this season, though, uh, Fangraphs, again, another shout-out to them, they have some of the numbers that the Rays lineup have against lefties. Randy Rosarena, WRC plus against lefties, 153. Franco, 181. Brandon Lau, 83. Nelson Cruz, 142. Yandy Diaz, 126. Jordan Luplo, 96. Manny Margot, 112. Mike Zanino, by the way, WRC plus, anything over 100 or above is pretty good. 100 is like the benchmark average. Uh, Mike Zanino, his WRC plus, 242. And Kevin Kiermeyer, surprisingly, 94. So he's done his job. Like, so three guys. Yes. Three guys are under league average of 100, and the lowest is 86. That's not that bad. Yeah. That's not that bad. That looks like a complete team. That looks like a complete team. I know you don't have the numbers there, so I'll look them up later against righties. Yes. But if that's how it looks against lefties, and that was the whole, oh, my God, they can't hit lefties sort of thing, deal, right. that improved throughout the season. That yes. did. It was bad in June. And I again, it was kind of like how Brendan Lau goes. The whole team kind of goes. Maybe we we that's the, the link there. He was just dragging it down. But yeah. after he turns it on against righties and lefties, you can see that improvement. I'm I'm psyched. If you're listening to this or watching this, thank you for watching on YouTube, guys. Go to YouTube. Give mm-hmm. us give us that that like up um and subscribe. Uh, you gotta be excited. You got to be excited for game two. We're going to go there. If you guys want to meet up or whatever, you know, holler, just yell really loudly because, you know, you don't have work tomorrow on Saturday That's or Sunday, true. hopefully. Hopefully. Not. Uh, hopefully not. So let's enjoy it. This is a very special time to be a race fan. Do not take this for granted. This does not come often. To be confident, 
to be comfortable in a playoff game, that is not mm-hmm. usual. That is not commonplace. Take it all in. Score prediction for tonight's game. I'm going four to two. That's what I have as well. Yeah. Good guys. Good guys. Four two raise. Yes, yes, of course. I of course. think that's the only way we can do it. I think game three. Okay. Maybe the Red Sox take that one, whatever, but yeah. I'm fully expecting a W here. Yes, for sure. Uh, and then Shane Boz over under four and two thirds. Oh God. No, no, no. I'm, 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 he's going to shove. He's going to shove. I can tell he's going to be, he's going to be psyched. He wants okay. to prove everybody wrong. He wants to make Raj pretty happy. His dad. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to make that tank of Raj very happy. He's going to show. He's going to shove. I, I'm honestly, I'm most curious about who has more chewing tobacco in their mouth, uh, Shane Boz or Raphael Devers. I think that's a competition we well, can get on. Board. Yeah. Those swings by Devers, by the way. Like I, w- I know I was in left field and you got a better yeah. look at it with the TV screen, but they looked Bad. Yeah, he was definitely swinging for the fences at times or was Every swing. caught off guard. Yes. His helmet came off in that Shane McClanahan strikeout. I saw it from Pitching Ninja. My goodness. Also, do you man. really have to step out of the box every that time? Much? And yeah. Go, and, God, <sighs> so obnoxious. Like he's doing a breathing test yeah. in between every pitch. Like, okay, adjust it's, your batting gloves real quick. Get back into the box. We don't need – there's something with Red Sox yeah. hitters and – the no, it goes back to the Nomar Garcia Parra stuff. It's just ridiculous. It's not surgery, man. Yeah, it's you're not fixing anybody's brains here. Okay. You're swinging a wooden bat and trying to hit ball far. Yeah, ball hard. Let's go. Yeah. You know, like let's let's take it easy on the walk, walkathon mm-hmm. throughout. You know, whatever. Trying to get his steps in. Yeah, there we go. Very good. All right. Uh, actually, I will. Uh, I will mention this. Shout out to FS1. I think they did a really solid job. Yeah. They had an opportunity to pounce and or make fun of the trop with all the uh, the balls in play, some of the, the wacky catwalk stuff and, and balls getting lost in the lights. No, they were actually they, – they were very respectable and just kind of explained the way things are and how cool. the lighting and the color of the ball can mess things up a little bit. And I, I know John Smoltz gets a lot of crap, but I thought he did a really good job. I thought Joe Davis did a really good job. I thought Ken Rosenthal did a really good job. So – uh, credit to them for you know not just talk. I, I again, I for focusing on the field yeah, stuff. Let's yes. you know we don't have to topkin this podcast throughout this this magical run. Focus no, on there's the some field. empty C. There's some sales left. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. Let, yeah. Let's talk about what's going on on the field and what's going on the field is pretty magical, pretty incredible. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. If you're a race fan and if you're a Red Sox fan, enjoy it too because it's pretty good. Yeah, love yeah. to see some uh, Red Sox. Doom and gloom faces. Saw a little bit of that from Devers, too, after the game. Uh, Okay, thanks again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day, and we will be back next week. In the meantime, be sure to check out the Locked on MLB podcast.